0: Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! And welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Pride Month, going strong. Almost over, but, you know, Pride is 365 all year long. But, you know, June, we just like to do it a little bit Mm -hmm more so uh this week i have good good friend (laughs) new friend (laughs) adam adam's ass um who is the author of surrender your son so we're gonna be chatting about that book a little bit and then some little tidbits of upcoming story slash books that he has coming out so it's a good one buckle in super here for it you know so (laughs) let's get to it Well, welcome Adam to the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you today?
1: I am so good. Thank you for having me here.
0: Oh, of course. Um, happy Pride! Happy
1: pride.
0: Uh, it is Pride Month in the time that this is being recorded.
1: We're a little bit into it. The most dangerous month of all. For it. I feel like it just like the Pride. I feel like in my twenties, Pride was very. Um, again, we we didn't know so much, but like I felt I, I now it just feels so. Like, I don't know, maybe just everybody I know is in our 30s and we're all just like very tired. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not even (laughs) in my 30s and I'm very tired. (laughs) No, the last year has definitely, it's definitely, it's drained. There has been a drain. There's also like, we're not like fully able to do stuff. No, I'm like fighting against it. Plus, uh, it's really hot in Florida, where I'm at. So, oh my gosh, well, yeah. I'm (laughs) in North Carolina, so we are sharing a climate. Yeah. um yes yeah, it's, it's it's great well actually i thrive under humidity it's very weird like heat I hate like it. it's one of those things <laughs> where i don't know have you have you been watching hacks with, with no but i keep hearing
0: about it oh and it's, my it's my life together i
1: won't i won't bore you or your audience with like a play-by-play but like it just they're in vegas like she's like um they're using a whole bunch of like they she's kind of a debbie reynolds more yeah, of a, yeah. more of a joan rivers type who has like just a long-standing comedian residency mm-hmm. in, in vegas um but they're like there's just frequent um there's just like frequent like shots of like how hot and miserable Vegas is. And I really like it. I'm like I'm very like I'm like, oh I love that dry desert heat. Cause I, I spent like 20 years in LA and so I'm just like, oh I miss that. I miss, I miss like the dry desert heat. But yeah, you can have that. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to I don't want to be cold once. Like, not once.
0: Oh, I'd rather be freezing to death. Than... No. Oh. Inc- incorrect. This is, yeah. This is over.
1: Oh, well, bye. <laughs> that, was, that was fast. You have <laughs> ruined my pride. Yeah. yeah like, I, I love, I'm just such a. I'm such a summer girl.
0: Yeah, no. I'm like, okay, for two weeks, I'm like, oh, yay, fun. Okay, <laughs> now I'm, I want fall, sad fall girl mood. <laughs> like. <laughs> I do like the flavors
1: of fall. Oh, um, yeah. A, you know, I'm you mm-hmm, know, I'm, 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 we're into it. We're into the candles. We're a candle couple. My oh. husband and I, it's Yankee Candle with so many Yankee Candles. It's, it's a problem. Like I have certain sense, like, I don't know if you know that like, Yankee Candle too intimately as I do, but um, it's, they have certain scents that are um, returning favorites. Like they put them into the Disney vault and oh. then they come back later. Yeah. So I have certain scents that are like the the I like, google alerts for like the second they're back in business gotta go get them i'm on it and it's strawberry buttercream is the number one it's oh it's fantastic there's this they have a strawberry one It's not the same anyway so I'm, <laughs> I'm really really i hear you about fall
0: yeah where we are obsessed with candles but with bath and Body Works candles,
1: those are great yeah they great. they're very strong that's why we like them. <laughs> they, you walk in a room and and it's like, like you know <laughs> you, someone went to
0: bath and body. <laughs> exactly. That's why right? I think that's why we. I don't know. We love them though, and it's the same yeah. like the fall ones. We're like every moment. We're like, all right, do you have the
1: fall ones yet? And they're like, it's April. <laughs> like, <come laughs> down. Well, but like you go into a Yankee Candle store and they're vanishing. But like you, you do have. um like you can find christmas candles and and fall candles at a yankee like if you go to a physical store physical yeah like they'll have have like a bad like they know who's coming in there right exactly they're catering yeah exactly (laughs) they know a lot of us are like you know self-caring right now through the the secret shop and burning of
0: 100 percent
1: yeah in may
0: right yeah
1: I need to go check
0: it out for sure. Um, okay. I digress. So back to, back to you. <laughs>
1: this uh, is all I want to talk about. Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're just going to talk about, this is a plot was uh, only a candle
1: review. <laughs> <This> <laughs> candle gaze, yeah.
0: Oh. I will be ranking
1: my top 500 cents. Yeah. I
0: could I
1: probably do that. <laughs> exactly. If you combined all the different companies, yeah, probably
0: Exactly. No, definitely. I totally could. Um, we get into Velasca because
1: I used to be in, in, in when I worked in West Fallywood, I worked at the body factory, which is sort of oh. I called it a Daytime uh gay club. Yeah. Um it's yeah, there was it was we had a we had a certain we had a certain clientele which would be all the gays who would come for Like we were right across the street from the gym, the 24 fitness, and they come over there and we would do, we had protein smoothies, but then we'd also have like real bougie candles and home yeah. decor items. So I got very intimate with the Velocipa candles. When I, there. Oh, I bet, yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny.
0: They, they knew where they were placing that too. <laughs> like, oh, hundred percent. Right next and, to this gym. <laughs> yep. No, definitely. Uh, so let's uh, talk about uh, you a little bit more introduce yourself who you are and mm. a little bit about yourself um social security number anything you want to share with us <laughs> just okay um uh, my amazon wish
1: list for people who want to buy me stuff right, um, right. <laughs> i'll link it's, it down just, below <laughs> right um it's a lot of candle accessories right um so my name is adam sass uh i am a young adult author my debut novel surrender your sons came out uh, last september uh, Surrender Your Sons is a uh, queer uh, kind of action thriller. It's, it's really, it's about um, Connor Major, who is a gay boy from a very, very religious uh, home who co- who's coming, he has already come out when we begin the story. That coming out has gone out horrendously and um, his mother has him abducted to this conversion therapy camp on a very mysterious island. The island is very uh tropical so very like the vibe is very Jurassic Park it's very lost it's uh mm. so uh I really wanted to do this like action adventure um kind of adventure land yeah <laughs> um that uh yeah the ride is coming to Disneyland no. um, <laughs> so there's like a conversion camp um in this mysterious island they are all guarding um It's basically a big soap opera. There's like, there's all these campers, there's all of these uh, counselors there, everyone has a secret. Nobody knows if they can trust anybody. Some people are trying to escape, but Mm -hmm. they're fronting, and some are very openly trying to get away. uh, And Connor comes in uh, and basically leads this uh, resistance of all the queer teens in the camp uh, in an uprising against the camp. And so it's, um it's a big, it's, it's like, it's like boy race, but with revenge. um yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very, I wanted to write like a queer victory story. I wanted to write like a queer empowerment story and I just love action adventure stuff. So I was really like, let's, yeah. let's put, let's put, not, not just one queer person, uh, but a whole, a yeah, whole I rainbow it. of queer people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. um In there because also like this book really is how I feel about community building in the queer community. The teams represented in this camp are very much a cross section um, of the intersectionality that makes this community so great. Um, and, you know, obviously Connor is a is a, is a white cis gay boy because that's my experience and that's right. all he felt more appropriate writing from. Um, but kind of like Orange is the New Black, it really is sort of like there's, um, you know, through this one character, um, I'm able to show, uh, how, um, he feels he's the only oppressed person in the world and that he comes to this camp and realizes there's been people who have been here for a year. Mm. There are people who are in much worse situations than he is who are in different, that kind of dire straits. Um, and it really, he thinks when he gets there. I'm just going to escape. I'm going to find a boat and get out of here. Yeah. Then he realizes, well, there's a dozen kids here who, if I leave, they're all just going to stay here. Yeah. Um, and so I, re- it's really kind of what I wanted to say about the queer community where like, if you have people in the queer community who are in a place of very, very high privilege, um, it's the responsibility to, um, to community build and make sure there, there really is like, there is no escape off the Island unless everyone
0: escapes. Right.
1: Um, which is my big, big, unsubtle metaphor in the yeah. book. Um, but it's very—it's—it's it's one of these things where like I—that's I, kind of the skeleton of it. But really, it's just a big, um, soapy, scary adventure thriller. Um, uh, Run—it's a kind of a you know run through the jungle kind of book.
0: It's yeah, it's—it's def- funny that you brought up Orange is the New Black because the—the vibes that I got was like Orange is the New Black meets um, Handmaid's Tale meets
1: Survivor, (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) no, that's correct, yeah, Handmaid's Tale too, where there's a lot of, um, like, how do you show, because that's the other thing, it's like, you know, I released this book during a very traumatizing year, Mm -hmm. we had a big traumatizing election, and a big traumatizing pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, following many years of trauma, um, so it was kind of the thing where, um, it it's just how the timing works. When you sell a book, it it takes years until it actually like materializes. So this was not the era in which I was my dream era to sell yeah. a book. Um, so that was sort of my my guiding light in this was okay. Well, if I'm gonna show, um, if I'm gonna talk about a topic that is in itself about queer trauma, which we have seen plenty of, yeah. and there's I'm, and I am all about make, you know making space for stories of queer joy just as much um, as Trauma, trauma Stories. Yeah. Um, this, this was just the one I wanted to start with. Right, right, right. Um, and so that was sort of the thing, was like, how do you, and then Handmaid's Tale kind of brought that into the fore, which was, how do you show these characters who by their nature have been completely stripped of agency? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you give them realistically the tools to, to fight back in the, within the story? Mm-hmm. um and i think that that's a big part of the fun is watching them really slowly like community build. it's, it's it, but it, it's like you have to kind of be i mean that is sort of the thing when you're a closeted or or newly out queer teen who is living at home in a in the home is is potentially hostile to you you're a spy like you're you're, you're a spy in your own home mm-hmm. and that sucks, but that can also be a source of your power where you can compartmentalize that and know, great. I am maneuvering within my own space that I can control because I'm still me. And I know me, I'm just, I'm just going to pretend to be this other person until that time is safe. Um, and that's a big part of the, the book, because the big, um, Sort of damocles hanging over all these kids' heads, which some of them bring up, which is, okay, we escape from the island, then what? Then what? Yeah. Some of us sort are of thirteen years old. We go home. The home sent us here, right. and the villains of the story know this. So that is a, a big source of the antagonism and the power, which is like, you're free to go, you will just come right back, or yeah. you will be on the street, and yeah. it's and it's a very effective control tool. So you through this i was i really wanted to show how conversion therapy is um powerfully abusive and it doesn't necessarily have to be physically abusive to Mm -hmm. really really mess with you in a very long you know lasting way yeah um because you know i i did try to you know because the the truth of, of conversion therapy is it is far more emotional manipulation definitely um physical stuff is at play many a time um but the big big crux of this is using emotional leverage Mm -hmm. um over queer people to to control their lives yeah um and so that while that doesn't sound very uh fun um (laughs) I definitely guarantee you that if you pick this book I mean I say it in the beginning it's 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 I think it's kind of how um I wanted to kind of do what Shakespeare does in the beginning of Romeo and Juliet where he's just like these kids are gonna die um but like with this isn't the opposite I'm like Hey, just you know, you're opening this book. Here's a note from the author. Um, these kids survive. Like, this will be a story of victory. Oh, good, and good. I didn't mind spoiling that. Um, because I'm like, but I think that the trick is going to be showing how they pull mm-hmm. it off, and the also, resilience. yeah. hmm And also, there's plenty of bittersweet moments along the way. There's 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 getting out, and then there's you know the messiness of. Of living in a lot of that. And I think, especially during Pride Month, is something we can all reflect a lot on. You know, is, you know, what does it mean to survive something? I think mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's a, I think it's a continual state um, because it is, it's trauma and it is still with you. So there is always going to be um, work to be done there. Yeah.
0: No, it's definitely, and I love that it's, because, again, like you said, you can, of course, write happy, <laughs> you know, right. queer stories and stuff. And I do enjoy those, um,
1: especially my ne- as a very- And my next one is happy. My okay, next good, one is yeah. Like, <laughs> my, and my next one is, like, super, super... It's it's really... Yeah, it's coming out next fall. It's called The 99 Boyfriends of Micah Summers. It's very, very cute, cute, Gosh. funny rom-com. Okay. And I go completely the other way. No, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> so.
0: appreciate the the thrillerness of it because, for me i love horror i love thriller and stuff like that and there's definitely a lack of queer thrillers stories out there so it's nice mm-hmm. to see more coming up um and that's why because the government i can tell you right now uh suggested mm-hmm. your book and i was like oh <laughs> they're like we for you. <laughs> um i'm sure it was like amazon algorithm or something like that and i was like what's this about and i was like oh this is sure. sounds- great and they're like yeah because you're a
1: psychopath steven um so, <laughs> so I no it's great that. no i love that i love that you like kind of naturally found it that, that's exactly what i want to hear um because yeah. promoting this book has been i'm, I'm very tired yeah um, like yeah, when, yeah. You, when you put a book, out, yeah so like it always is such a relief and you're like oh wow i don't have to like personally hustle yeah. this book into the hands of every last person but um i'm glad to hear that because yeah it, there's you know and I think queer people lend themselves really well to to thrillers there's mm-hmm. queer thriller fans are out there oh, um where we all loved uh, you know S- Sandra Bullock's 90s films that are she did rom-coms and mm-hmm. Binette and Speed you know it's all exactly like, so I watched Speed
0: all- and Miss Congeniality in the same day <laughs> yes
1: yes so Sandra is very high on my list so I like, think that's the thing where I'm like Great, yeah, we're, we're gonna have the range. Um, yes. But I, there is something to be said of like, um, uh, uh, you know, showing power from a place of vulnerability. That's very thriller. Definitely. Thrillers are also very, um, they come in like a few flavors. Mm-hmm. One is um, everyone's against me. Yeah. And then the other is no one believes me, um, which is very queer yeah um very very much so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So that's definitely the thing where you like it's, it's the paranoia it's yeah their anxiety like it's just it's, it's like this is an anxiety piece um and uh, yeah I, I i i always have a lot of fun with that because i love um i love cliffhangers i love a reveal and there's plenty of plot twists there's <laughs> many twists and turns in this there's definitely a lot of like I, there's a lot of ooh, you thought this was? This but yeah. I'm gonna pull the rug out from under you because there is a mystery uh, at the core of the book. It's not just an escape thriller. There is a mystery as well um, because there is uh, there was a crime that was committed on the island many years ago that they have been covering up, and so Connor and his friends uh, decide like, that this is how they're gonna shut them down—not just escape, but shut them yeah. down for good—is by uh, expose, expose her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's a big. The mystery was a big part of this too, which was a lot of fun to, to unfold.
0: Yeah, I, I, I but it would be fun. Not that I haven't written any mystery stuff, but <laughs> kind of piecing together, just knowing from watching movies and stuff, I've gotten pretty good. As my dog works in the background, um, I've gotten Love pretty good. Up. If I start watching something or reading something, like, oh, I think this might happen. Like, I like being like the Scooby Doo detective on it. Yes! Like, I think this might be so I'm always I always enjoy something that makes you think of like well maybe this is the person that's the killer or maybe this like different stuff like that yeah
1: no it's so it's and that's the other thing was um because this is an island I I, I got to really do um like an Agatha Christie style locked room mystery where it's like there's only so many people it could be correct Um, yeah and you're on the island with the killer. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Um, so it really. Um, I also liked that as part of the story because I really wanted to give a strong sense of place mm-hmm. and emotion to the reader because I think sometimes, um, you know, and I, you know, it, it, I think sometimes. Uh, conversion therapy can be very difficult to explain. A lot of people joke it off, like they just go, right. "Oh, Pence is gay," and he blah, blah, blah. you know, like whatever. Like they'll, they'll just go, "Oh, this person is super gay and doesn't." I think just the other day we were all, everybody was yucking it up on Twitter about oh, right, um, right. Milo, who's like saying he's gay now, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, look, look his, look his hair," and how he's holding himself, you know. And there's like we all kind of have our jokes, but it's like, um, you know bringing I think the job of the writer a lot of times is to bring the audience and the readership into the heads of the main character to really create an emotion right um and with this it needed to be like you needed to feel the emotion of what this camp was doing not just kind of coldly stated, stated to you, yeah, yeah. where it was like I needed the reader to feel like these kids were feeling right suspicious of everyone paranoid, not sure that they could trust themselves, not sure if they could trust um, somebody else, not sure if they had romantic feelings for someone, if that could be trusted, um, not knowing which authority figure to go to, uh, uh, and and really, and having just a ton of stress. Uh, and I think that's the thing where it became um, like this is putting you in the shoes of someone in conversion therapy where it's like, you're going to doubt every, every thought yeah. that comes into your head. There's nothing you can't trust anything or anyone.
0: No, definitely. Yeah. It's it, like you said, you have to kind of put yourself in those shoes rather than mm-hmm. you're just a brief explanation. Like there's a lot more depth to it, I would say for sure. Um, so when you, I, I, I want to know, I would love to know um, the process of writing this book you know, how long did it take? How did you approach it?
1: Um, what details could you share?
0: Sure. This book was seven years in the making. Oh, my um, goodness. No, no, this is,
1: and my experience is not the norm. Um, um, it just was, it just was the situation for this book. Yeah. Uh, it was seven years of, from like, from the from the moment that I said to myself, I'm going to write a book about a thriller at a conversion therapy camp, um, to a draft that even closely resembled what is on the story shelves now. Um, that was seven years. So it was about 2013 when I said, you know, I, you know it very crassly, I said I wanted to do a, a revenge extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do Kill Biller and Glorious Bastards, but um, with queer characters. And that led me to conversion therapy As like, okay, what's this kind of central evil that uh, these queer characters can be seeking revenge about? Right. And it was was that. And but then I had a very, um, I had a very sort of very baseline understanding of conversion therapy at that point. I thought it was kind of what maybe a lot of people do think about, which is a lot more physical. It is a lot more like electroshock stuff and and being really wild, kind of very extreme stuff that. You know, they probably used in the you know n- not modern day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, um. But then, the more I, um, I, I interviewed conversion therapy survivors, um, uh, interviewing Garrett Conley who wrote uh, the memoir "Boy Erased," which uh, made that into the movie with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I, I talked to them, the more grounded conversion therapy actually became in the story. Uh, the more nefarious it actually, it actually became more evil, you know, the more grounded it became because it was this sinister presence that just sort of crept into everyone's lives. It was nothing that you could really point at and be like, call the police, this is illegal. (laughs) Um, It was way more everyday sinister. Your neighbor could do it. Your mom could do it. Um, Mind, like mind control, like manipulation, puppetry. Um, and, uh, and, and this was something that really, there's a part near the end of the book, um, which was super illuminated for me by talking to, um, to, to Garrett Conley, which was, um, when talking to Garrett Conley, who wrote Boy Erased, about it was, um, conversion therapy is not necessarily just the facility you're in. Um, it's not, um, it can be a facility. It can be something as extreme as nightlight. It can be, you know, it, in, an, in a psychiatrist's office. It can be right. in, a, in, a, in a church meeting. Right. Um, it can be within your home. Um, and that's something that Connor realizes is that he's not, he was in conversion therapy with his mom before yeah. he was in the island. And then he will continue to be in oh, conversion God. therapy oh. Um, after he leaves, um, as long as he's within his mother's uh, kind of presence there. So that was the biggest learning process. That's what took the most time, was um, getting the story to a grounded point so it was not just a very digestible um, story for, for a wide readership, right? but also something that was very respectful of the survivor experience. Definitely, um, that someone who had had come from a queer traumatic background could read it and not be completely like this isn't my experience yeah. this is this is you just having fun yeah. um so so yeah that's what kind of took the longest time and it was really just I had to learn the business like when it's your debut novel it takes forever to get it right get it right to the point where an agent would take it on, then get it right to the point where an editor would take you on for the very first time. Um, so that took the longest time. I had 110 rejections combined, um, between agents and editors. I had 70 agents reject me, including my own agent rejected me for this book that he sold. Um, we we go, we go on tour and talk about this. It's our best. It's our favorite act to talk about. Um, uh, but really, and it's, and it's not something you should maybe do to like every agent, like to be like, you know, be like, no, look at it again. But like I, he rejected it. And um, and then a few months later, sent a very nice follow-up saying like, hey, I'm still thinking about this book. And you, you know, yourself as an author, it's still a no for the book, but please make sure you reach out to me with, with whatever the next thing is. Uh, and then Trump was elected and... and you know, I had something in my own life happen where I, like, needed to take a whole bunch of time off work, Mm -hmm. Um, and during that time, I basically took a year and just didn't submit it anywhere. I just did a gut renovation on the book, took out a whole bunch of extraneous stuff, um, and really boiled it down to the central mystery, the central core of the Mm -hmm. story, Um, and almost immediately, uh, was like, yes, this sounds great. I I would love to take another look at it, read it, Signed me within a week, and then about a year later, we, um, and and 60 editor rejections later, we we did end up, um, uh, with Flux. He took a real big chance on it because it's a blend of, um, it's a blend of this very heavy subject matter and an adventure, Mm -hmm. uh, tone and, and, and like kind of a gallows humor tone. There's a lot of humor in the book, which, um, a lot of publishing houses, you know, if they enjoyed it and a lot of them did enjoy it, maybe didn't quite grasp how they could like sell that right because right, um, right. it can be a tough it's very tough to blend that level of horror and comedy um yeah or to sell it to people people no, love it people yeah. love it but it, it's always something that pitches tough in a room yeah um because you're like well it's conversion therapy and it's scary and it's frightening and it's kids um But it's it's weirdly funny, like yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, But it really is, and it's something that I fought very strongly to keep in the book, uh, despite the rejections because of it was because um, it's it's how queer people process trauma. Right, like it, it, it was not. I was I was not throwing it in there to be cute. I was like, these kids are in more danger and more stress than either of us have ever been, you know, probably in our whole lives in this mm-hmm. one, you know, island. And um that's how you process that a lot yeah. of times. Um it's it's kind of how you get through and put one foot in front of the other. It's it's kind of that. So there is this sort of you know strange sort of like Marvel movie humorous mm-hmm. kind of like winky tone to, yeah. to a lot of the characters, but it's all based in like I sure can't deal with this right now, <laughs> but here we go.
0: Yeah. No, it definitely, um, I think you have to have the right blend. We were talking before, like, Screen comes to mind where it was like, I mean, especially the first one, they were technically teenagers getting murdered off and everything, but it was still funny. Right.
1: Like there was... It was funny. It was so... funny. And, you know, like, Shaun of the Dead did that, too. You know, like, exactly, there's just, like, yeah. like, a lot of really fun, like, Edgar Wright's movies are always so, like, just mm. are some of my favorites, where it's, like, it is this sort of macabre blend of, um, of um, you know, like, you, and that's another thing where, like, the humor helps, it adds, it's, like, it's, like, the vanilla that brings out the flavor yeah, yeah. of the scares, um, because you warm to the characters that way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I just feel so. In general, like whether I'm doing a scary book or or a romantic book or mm-hmm. fantasy, or it's it's, I'm always gonna have humor be a part of it. Like it's just yeah. too. I don't know. It's just it's. I love it too much to like yeah. write, write something without it.
0: No, definitely understand that uh definitely leads me to the next question and this is something that i always listen to um because i i'm trying i am in the process of trying to get a book pub like sold to a or at least get a agent first mm-hmm. i'm at 20 rejections i think so i'm like i'm making it up, um, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, get, get a cake pop every time you get a rejection. That's what I think. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, you no, I did that. I was just like, oh, oh great, time for another cake pop. That's yeah, great. This, is, this probably, is good news, actually.
0: Yeah, I'd probably gain 30 pounds, but
1: <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, like they come super quickly, then do yeah. one for all, yeah.
0: Oh, true, one a week, maybe. Uh, so what other advice do you have for writers out there?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I think here's the other thing. I think you know I would love to get into like the you know the querying process and the selling process a lot of it is um I have two pieces of advice the first one is if you're querying or if you're on submission it's like you've gotten with an agent and you're on submission um just it's like getting into a bath like just get comfortable because this is how you're living this is the job because if it's not because going through the agent rejections and then going through the editor rejections it's training wheels for the, the gig, which yeah. is you're giving this to critics. You're giving this to reviewers. You're giving this to librarians, um, booksellers, readers, um, who many of them are going to super love your thing. A lot of them are just going to one story for whatever reason they have. You know, it's just, it's just going to be one yeah. of those things where like, you're just going to get it. It's just, you're, you're making something and you're putting it out in the world. People are going to vibe on it. Well, some people are going to not vibe on it. Um yeah. and you got to you need to get your body ready. Um and I think going through a really long query process and sub process is perfect for that. Um cuz I see a lot of people like clenching their whole bodies just waiting for it to be over and then like this isn't over. This is one uphill. Step, yeah. This is it's just it's just more. Um there's a lot of great stuff that comes with it. It's worth it, but um no just like my my advice is like if you're if you've done the work and you've done the book and it's just in your agent's hand or if you're trying to get an agent you're just hitting send on emails you've done the work on this book write the next book because writing the next book takes so much pressure off your brain for this mm-hmm. book to be the thing that makes your dreams come true oh, um and and your dreams never like fully come true. There will always be a new thing you're striving for, and that's the right. exciting part. But because um, like when Surrender Your Sons came out, I had built it up for seven years. It's this thing that was gonna, you know, um, uh, you know. Alaska says this about All Stars Two, <laughs> uh, um, I, and I love that this was on a, this was on the uh, Katya's old podcast um, a few years back. Um, I thought it was so perfect. They were discussing All Stars Two. And and the last it was basically kind of like not defending like the 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 makeover you know meltdown you know yeah. she had, um, a but Venmo Yu. Really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Ben Mo U like the thing where she just like absolutely cracks had been yeah. like killing it and then is so close to the end and then kind of looks like they're gonna lose it and yeah. then super cracks and, and melts down and is a brat um, and admits it looks so she, she was basically like she kind of like into like. Gollum in, in, in Lord of the Rings, where, like, there's this thing that you want and you you think, like, once you get it, it's going to solve all your problems. Right. And the the further away that feels, the more you go really crazy. Right. Um, and that's kind of, like, it's it's just when when Serenity Your Sons came out, I was the same person. I still right. had the same problems. Um, I just now had a book out. Like, there's yeah. certain, there are certain things that will work, and there are certain things that won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like the big, the biggest lesson I can say is just like, get super comfortable. I'm not trying to be negative about that. Yeah. It's, it's like, this is the job. You're just kind of, this is just the more it's all rejection, all of it. Um. So yeah, just get your body, get your body in your mind. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're You're already in the game.
0: Yeah. I'm already like, Oh, okay, whatever. Screw you. But I, i, I I'll, one, I talk to my therapist about it, duh. But then I also, <laughs> I will Google and be like, oh, you know, Stephen King got rejected like 60 something times for his first book. So, all right, not doing too bad. <laughs> like, I you know. mean,
1: all of us do that. And yeah. I guess the other thing is like, there's just um, comparison is the thief of joy. I know. Um, And, and all those stuff that belong on a pillow. Mm. But um, yeah, but that's the sort of thing where it is like, rejection just means like you're putting it out there and right. you know and also that's the other thing is like the more you can divorce the work from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. not rejecting you I think that's where people it's easier said than done yeah. easier said than done um, <laughs> but like um, you know even myself like you're gonna ask somebody for a blurb they won't have time and you'll be well I got rejected again like it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always gonna be up and down something. Yeah, um, that sort of thing. Someone is always gonna like someone will make a list and you didn't make a list. Mm. But then, you know, you sold your movie rights and they didn't sell their movie rights. It's, it's, just, right. it's, it's such a thing where it's like try to you're you're in a, you're in a big water park together. Try to have some fun. Like yeah. it's, it's it's the sort of thing where it's like acknowledge it. Have your core friends that you can like very quickly complain to and right, right, right. But then you know be, be sad for a night then let it go because it's just it's going to happen a ton yeah and you want to make
0: sense you don't want to let it eat eat at you it seems it's
1: very corrosive you don't want to like define you as Mm -hmm. well you just want to you want to really get in that habit of you know like all our you know like all our like idols you know you just want to be like you know so what they're wrong you know like whatever you know you don't you know and that's the other thing is like my agent, who was a beloved person in my life, rejected me. Um, had I been like, you know what? You better blah, blah, blah. F- you know, like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it just, and now he's, like, a very important person in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, So, it just, it's one of those things. And, like, and that's the other thing. is like, people who rejected Surrender Your Sons for fill-in-the-blank reasons. Mm. Um, when we took 99 Boyfriends, we took 99 Boyfriends out to everybody who really, really loved Surrender Your Sons, but just couldn't quite find a place. Spot for it in their right. house um you know and my boyfriends went to auction there were it, like it it sold like there were multiple people who wanted it it was it was mm-hmm. a very exciting um, auction um but it, it was one of those things where I was like wow these are all people who like two years ago yeah. ruined my life <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. like now like it's it's all just very cyclical so it's like one of those things where it's um keep everybody kind of in, in, in mind in your life. And, you know, unless they do like a really personal, you know, awful rejection, then, you know, then you kind of, you flag those, but most people want you to be the thing. They want this to work. And even if they love the book, like they have to convince everyone at their office to buy it. That's the other thing when you get rejected by an editor or like an editor, I, I had editors who wanted to take it on. But they couldn't convince every they have to convince all 50 people in the office. Mm. Which is like if you work in an office, try getting your office to agree on, on anything. a damn thing. Right? <laughs> you <Yeah,
0: exactly. laughs>
1: right.
0: can't even yeah. agree on lunches.
1: It's, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh my god. Yeah, so it's like one of those things where it's like, have, we'll just have compassion all around. Um, you know, but still understand your worth and mm. just understand that everybody wants the same thing, which is for this to work out.
0: No, definitely. Well, yeah. good. That's the sound advice. So anytime yeah. I feel down, I'll just re-listen to this episode. <laughs> no,
1: <Nope. laughs> Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, lastly, I would say, like, once you do, um, I think the other big uh, melancholy is once you do get to selling, um, is how to make this work as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're going to talk money. Um, yeah. uh, and on that front That's where you really get into your feelings Because you're going to see This person sold for six You're yeah. going to see all that stuff um, And then a lot of advances Are going to be really small My advance for Surrender Your Sons was very small But I earned out right away So yeah. all the royalties for that come to me Yeah, um, It's all very crisscross So I think for people I I want people I want authors to see a career in books as not a job mm-hmm. because the job has 401ks they have health benefits they have right. retirement um they have regular income this is not that right um it is also not a hobby i mm-hmm. think the correct thing to i think the correct way to look at it is um you have started a small business mm. all business is you the creator Yeah. Um. You don't have a shop window, but basically that is what it is. And when you start a small business, and if you if you're, what I do is I pick up little books on on starting a small business, and Mm -hmm. a lot of it is, um. The first few years you're going to be operating at a loss. You're going to be Mm -hmm. putting more money into it than you are getting out of it. Right. And then eventually, if it continues in the way you want it to, um you're starting to make a profit and then you make mm-hmm. a small profit and then hopefully you make a bigger profit. Right, right, right. Um and that's kind of and that's really closer to what it is. So I think people get really down because they try to tell their parents that like, this is a real job and you yeah, need to understand. Yeah. And and but really I think the best way psychologically for me was to just sell it to people in my life as I'm doing a small business. Right. You know I make turquoise jewelry I make, yeah. I make a book <laughs> yeah exactly I'm, I creating on, something. I'm on QVC like yeah. do you do anything where like you are um like you're doing a craft um mm. that you were hoping for more consumers and more and more and more to buy into um and I think that's that's closest
0: no definitely that's a that's a really good way to look at it small business right. yeah definitely um so the next question I always like to ask, um, and it could be multiple people, it could be family members, it could be famous people, anything like that. Um, just don't upset any grandmas because I've had people freak out thinking they've upset their grandma
1: by not saying <laughs> her. Um, who inspires you? <laughs> who inspires me? Um, gosh.
0: Like myself.
1: <laughs> my, <laughs> I was <gonna> me.
0: <laughs> me, the end. <laughs> I know. My
1: next book's acknowledgement section is going to be just like I'd like to thank me. Me um,
0: and me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few people, and I think it's always changing. Um, no, definitely. My, yeah. uh, I would say, in my personal life, uh, one of my best friends, Terry, um, his name is Terry Benton. Get used to his name because he's going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a, 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 a trilogy coming out with Tortine. Ooh. uh in 2023 uh called blood deaths the first book is in the series it's called blood debts um it is uh here for it it is wonderful it is um sort of a queer uh, uh black witches in new orleans oh uh, i know it brother sister <laughs> it's it's really it's really really great and he and i have like put in the hard yards kind of together like mm-hmm. we've kind of been coming up at the same time mm-hmm. um and it's just been so wonderful and he had a big he had a big It was just so wonderful seeing everyone just like super clamor for this book that I knew years ago was gonna be a big hit. Okay. Um and so Terry is really my go-to person for I what I try to do, and I and I also recommend people do this in their own lives, is um not every person in your life doesn't have to hear every story. Like yeah. if I have I have, like, even even with, like, my husband, I'm, like, my husband hears these stories, but it would really stress him out and stress out my household to hear mm-hmm. these stories. Um, and it's not, like, oh, I, you know, these people who are, like, I tell my husband everything, and it's, it's not, like, a yeah, secret. Yeah. It's just a, maybe they don't need to hear, like, how many money anxieties you are currently experiencing. Right. No, definitely. Um, but with Terry, we, we talk publishing, and so he is someone who, I call him the tank, and he is just such a tank. Like, he just keeps, like, he is so prolific he just is like constantly he's like all this energy to write 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 it's mm-hmm. everything that i do not have and i'm always striving for so whenever i hear him um writing i like i'm like oh, you know what terry's t- I, I gotta do it i gotta I just, yeah i gotta go work out yeah. You know, like that sort of thing so
0: a gym buddy but basically he's, yeah. he's,
1: my, he's my publishing gym buddy um so yeah terry inspires me um and then uh creatively um i i super look up- to uh, David Lynch, I think, just mm. the most like creative person on the planet. He did a master class that I like transcribed the whole thing. Yeah. And I, was, I was just like so inspired by it. And it's, um, at, and over my desk, um, there's a piece of artwork kind of inspired by uh, uh, his philosophy, which is that um, ideas and creativity is like um, fishing. And mm. so it's really like, when people ask you like, how do you get your ideas? really what you're saying is, um, you know, you know, how do you kind of get inspired like that? And Mm -hmm. really what it is, is the intent to create something is like putting a bait on the hook. You're saying, you know, I'm creating something, I want to write something. And I think it is at a certain point, you, um, you kind of drop that into the water and then eventually like something does come um just like in in fishing or so I've heard I've only done yeah yeah (laughs) um but we all know what fishing is um so I have a I have a big um I have a big school of fish piece of like metal artwork um above my desk uh and then I have one of those like little ocean like projector things for like little kids
0: oh that's awesome
1: Uh, (laughs) and I I, every time I'm like writing I turn it on and Mm. that's sort of like my little like if I'm if you're doing like meditation or yoga or something yeah, like yeah the, da- the ding yeah, um, yeah. you just kind of I begin yeah so that's, that's my, my inspirations yeah.
0: that's really cool though that's uh makes me feel like I would be under the sea I would like that <laughs> as a Pisces it's,
1: it's love it so, oh Pisces <laughs> yeah okay love it um yeah no like the like ocean and those, those sorts of blues, I think, are mm-hmm. very, very calming. And oh, 100 so like My office is all, like, I've got, like, string lights and everything's just very cool blue. Cause it's also just, life is very overwhelming in general. And then especially right now. So a lot of writing, we've, all of us, have experienced a big hit on our focus and our, I'm going to put in air quotes, productivity. Yeah. I don't, I don't usually really like the word productivity because it feels mm-hmm. like we're just machines we're, we're who, are right. su- who are supposed to be coming out with a certain amount of output and we are failing at that. Yeah, I think it's more about, for me, writing feels like um, um, putting myself into a trance. So it really is like, I when I'm writing, one of the big things in my writing is I want the reader to have a big, strong sense of place. Mm-hmm. Like on the island, I want you to really, when you're reading it, feel how humid it is. How, um, you know, hear like kind of the the, 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 the crickets in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, feel the sweat of uh, yeah. the characters. And I really, so like that's the sort of thing in, And I really am only able to achieve that through very rigorous um, you know, kind of mental clarity and a big part of that is making as much as you can. I know, people have limits. Um, Creating a space for yourself where you can hopefully close a door um, and, you know, shut out other things. You know, I try to not have internet on or my phone with me. Mm -hmm. I do have some music. Um, And just to kind of for a set amount of time, I usually try to do ninety-minute bursts mm-hmm. because I think you can get a lot done in that time. And also, you know, you do need to stretch. You do need to like go get. It. You know, you do need to be like a living person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I choose ninety minutes. Um, and during that, I just go, okay, great. This is this is a ninety-minute meditation. Mm-hmm. And I I you know put on my ocean stuff. The the lights are blue, and I kind of put on some very unobtrusive music that does not make me sad because a lot lot of like spa music can be sad sometimes yeah definitely um (laughs) so I kind of limit that and then I just try to kind of you know trick myself into thinking that I am here and yeah what are you what are you feeling what are you smelling what are you hearing
0: no definitely
1: this is a disturbing way to
0: do it too though that definitely works um so the next part I love doing don't get overwhelmed or stress out. Cause some people do. It's <laughs> called uh, I call it rapid fire where I just have random uh, <sighs> questions to ask, but again, nothing super hard hitting. Um, so I just around. To go through a few of them and have you answer them. Hopefully you don't stress out too much. <laughs>
1: some people. Listen, do. that's, I'm like, I'm like the Hulk. I'm always stressed. So like, this is, you can't stress. Oh God. Me, I'm always. Yeah. Okay. good. <laughs> good, good. Okay. <laughs>
0: So the first question, would you travel would you rather travel by plane or train and why?
1: Mm, both have benefits. Um <laughs> t- uh, uh plane, because I want to go further faster. True. Like I, I, I do like the vibe of a train, um, but uh I I like I feel like a plane is taking you better places. Better, yeah, definitely. But I do think there needs to be a speed rail system all over this country so
0: yeah uh what is your spirit animal
1: uh oh gosh um so uh gosh what do i call this i i i would (laughs) say (laughs) um so so i i call it a familiar so like sort of my, my familiar is um uh my familiar on this is uh, it's, it's a dachshund. I have two dachshunds mm-hmm. and i it's one of those things where I think they're very, uh, tenacious. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also very affectionate. So I, it's, it's kind of a blend of like very, very, um, uh, unstoppable energy, right. but then knows when to chill. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think of,
0: uh, I think it was chilling Adventures of Sabrina her familiar, yeah. the cat, Salem. Yeah,
1: I like that better because I feel like spirit animal, like, I feel I, I, yeah, I there's a like discussion is. right now. It's like, uh, you know, I think, because ju- we, we also tried to like, turn it into Patronus and then like, you know, take care. She mm-hmm. fucked that mm-hmm. up. <laughs> right. So I feel like, I feel like familiar is nice and witchy. So I wish, I wish we could is. do like familiar more. I feel like that feels like cooler.
0: I need and, to and, change. And, and
1: it's yeah. also like, you know, less problematic. So yeah,
0: definitely. No.
1: 100%. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will change it. <laughs> uh, I would say let's do that. Familiar is great. Yeah. I, I know. I was like,
0: now I want to uh rewatch Children of Ventures of Serena. Um, so good. what is your biggest pet peeve?
1: My biggest pet peeve is um this is God, this is so <laughs> shallow, but um my biggest pet peeve is um, It's it's someone like so when I when I tweet and someone or if I see someone else do this, mm-hmm. um when someone like restates the joke just not as cleverly, like mm. in the replies of a tweet, I get so like, oh, that's Why? the joke. Yeah. Like they get it and they're just and I'm like, oh, you you want a piece of this funny pie as yeah. well. Like I was like, you just restated the whole joke there. So like, I get like I get weirdly like I get weirdly like, I think, I think everybody's just so clever. I'm like, oh no, you can come up with your own jokes. Know yeah. This. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, right that on. is annoying. Scenery, Don't yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is always a good one. What was your first job?
1: My first job was um, a show at a movie theater. Oh, that, you're the second
0: person that I've talked to that <laughs> worked at a the movie theater. Before. Such a little,
1: little gay boy job. Yeah. Um, to be like, I'm 15 and I have this little movie theater bow tie on and yeah. I'm sweeping I'm and I'm touching the ends of movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh,
0: what is, if you have one, what is a candy that you hate?
1: Hate? I'm such a candy freak. I don't know <laughs> if I even hate anything. I don't know. Um i'm not the biggest toffee person so like a heath bar what i could Goodbye. like pass on. i know well like in general i'm big um uh gaga featuring black pink sour candy person <laughs> i love sour candy um so i will always choose like a sour moment over a yeah. uh, chocolate yeah i'm not a big chocolate
0: person but i hate anything like cinnamon flavor like hot time. oh like a red
1: hot Ooh, the... no, no 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 okay so Gross. listen have you ever had this is like the, this is the only Christmas cookie I will make is the wreath cookies you ever had a wreath cookie like where they um you like do the it's like you, <laughs> I'm guessing oh that. my god it's so good obviously not because like it involves red hots um so I'd you probably wouldn't be like you would pick them <laughs> up no it's part of the, it's part of the mouse feel uh, <laughs> it's go so um the wreath cookies are is it, is it like a like,
0: sugar cookie with
1: no it's, oh, it's like I an agree. every little Sara Lee cookbook. It's um <laughs> it's like so imagine like so it's like imagine rice crispy treatments, what kind of consistency? Oh. So you um you put fr- you put like um cornflakes in um, oh. with marshmallow, you cook it with butter okay. and marshmallow. Um then you put in some green dye. Then you've got like what looks like leaves. Yeah. Then you mold it into a, a, a circle with a, hole, mm-hmm. with a wreath. It looks like a wreath. And then you put on little red hots, those little red dots as like the berries on the wreath. And it is like so good because you get the marshmallow, but you get that little pang of spice.
0: Yeah. I, maybe I would
1: try it because it's not. I will airmail air you. Yes. Airmail me- yes. <laughs> you. It's um, so, but honestly it's super tasty without the red hots i'm not gonna force uh, i'm the, not gonna force you to like i'm not gonna change your mind here
0: i feel You're like if, it, if it's just like a taste like a droplet, <laughs> i'd be fine but like people that eat them like well i can't no, no 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 that's no good
1: i'm talking about like i'm talking about like the predominant flavor is rice crispy rice crispy yeah rice so. crispy like marshmallow treat
0: Okay.
1: With that a little I down with a little lining. Oh, it's beautiful. You just do a little bit. So. Okay. Of,
0: okay. Of yeah. I'll, I'll have to. Yes, I'll look into it. Uh, what is the hidden talent of yours? And it won't be hidden anymore if you. Remember. Oh my gosh!
1: Hidden <laughs> talent. I feel like I don't conceal anything from anyone. Um, <laughs> it's all out there. Um, probably. Um. Gosh, this is just shows you how like little self esteem I have. I'm just like nothing. I'm just like, not good. No, um, uh, I'm a, I'm a very good bartender. I oh. um, I love yeah. Basically, I have my my at a birthday party a few weeks ago, and I always I always um do the bartending when I'm not my own birthdays i'm I'm like here here's this like i i like like mixing different things together and it's um, a skill yeah writing little custom stuff yes oh my gosh and that's yeah that's definitely my thing is is um is is the bartending also
0: yeah it's a skill because i can't make anything
1: (laughs) it's it's hard to make it right because also like a a big part of it is kind of predicting people's palates and Mm. knowing like, cause I think, cause my husband's really picky. Mm.
0: Um,
1: like picky, like picky about drinks. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but he's very much just like, it has to not have a bite. It has to be sweet, but not too sweet. Like it has to be a whole bunch of different little things. And I, when I give him a demanding. version of something, <laughs> very demanding, high maintenance. <laughs> um, But it when I give him a drink, like I'll, 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 I'll be able to tell from like, his first response like kind mm-hmm. of really what he maybe doesn't super know what he needs but like he'll be like hmm I taste this and I can and I'll really quickly be like I'll add a little more simple syrup yeah or yeah I'll squeeze a lemon and or I sometimes I just need to stir it more Mm-hmm. and then he's because like i'll like to make the like really pretty instagramable like here's your layers yeah here's your different color layers um and then he'll drink it and be like i'm i'm a, I'm a baby i'm tasting this too much <laughs> and then i just like stir it and ruin the colors but he yeah. like likes the taste yeah
0: oh, that's so demanding husbands they are <laughs> <laughs> so the next uh three well it's really two questions than one um social media plug uh Mm -hmm. I always ask everybody um so the first one is mental health what are some things that you do to keep your mental health in check
1: not anything I'm doing right now I'm so (laughs) bad at it right now (laughs) whatever I'm doing opposite um so I think I think before one of the one of the things that I do is if I'm if I'm I think it's important to have a time and a place for things Mm because especially during the pandemic and especially if you are a creative um the lines blur where you're mm-hmm. not at your job and then you're not at home like so I was running into a problem where I was like not a hundred percent present for my book not hundred percent present for my home life mm-hmm. um ignoring like oh I haven't like moved my body in a while Right, like too much of one thing so what? I, I always maintain balance so that's why I do things like the 90 minute bursts of writing mm-hmm. then I get up then I make sure I'm doing like 20 uninterrupted minutes with like my dogs or something to just break my brain of the familiar cycles because especially during the pandemic right um and you know we have to unlearn these behaviors right now we're just there was a the pandemic had a great flattening mm-hmm. um every moment became sort of just a one thing. Yeah. Like I was having these big milestone life moments and I was doing them at my computer in my desk. There was, yeah. you couldn't celebrate anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. Right, exactly. like, it was, yeah. everything became a big ho hum, oh hum. So you yeah. really have to like mentally separate everything and celebrate your wins. Make sure you are stopping. And as much as you were physically able to, especially more right now that we're getting right. vaccinated. Um, celebrate those wins and um you know it's, it's that's so i would say it's like yeah make sure you're breaking your day up
0: yeah
1: you know making that focus celebrate your wins and i would say the other thing is um be mindful of um that's the other thing i know i'm like i'm, I'm sending like a 50s house so i'm like be <laughs> mindful of like don't even think about your bad, yeah. bad times um but i think especially right now when we know everyone is, is, is fighting a war. Right. Uh, you know, everyone has their own stuff. And on top of that, we've had a year of just having all of our coping strategies stripped away from us. Definitely. Um, so what I try to do from my own mental health is make sure, do I really need to like discuss this mm-hmm. or do I need a diary instead? Like do a diary I think my thing is I was getting into a bad rhythm of dumping so much on my friends every day. It was starting to color their day and they became less able to handle their big loads, you know, like their, their big, you know, the baggage, um, you know, so I think being mindful of like that energy you're putting out and, you know, try to be brief, um, You know, you know, get it out. But maybe also, like, I do think people should invest in in a diary. No, definitely. Yeah, and don't have Twitter be your diary.
0: Yeah. No. God. No. (laughs) No. Please.
1: Like. No. Like. It's only feeding the problem.
0: Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Yeah. Social media altogether. Don't
1: get me started. I mean, that's a compare and <laughs> despair thing. Yeah. You just, you see everybody, and it's all, and especially now, like, mm-hmm. we all thought we were like, yay, vaccinated, that means we all get back to our lives. No, that means nope. FOMO is back. That means yes. all your little friends are in Aruba and yeah. um, wherever, or they're out at the club, and you didn't get invited. It's all, that's yeah. all back. You know, yep. <laughs> <It's, Yay. laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. amazing, just we all needed. Yeah, yeah. so just... As you know balance that out
0: no definitely uh, next question I always like to see any uh, movies music shows podcasts or books that you're obsessed with right now it doesn't have to be anything new or something you just discovered anything that comes out to mind that you're like I have to tell the world about this check this my, out
1: My, you're like surrender notes. my son <laughs> <laughs> I'm right I'm, just buy it um, no, my, so my two happy places right now um, one I share with my husband and one is just for me Hmm. Um, so, uh, Girls Five Eva on Peacock. Oh, oh. oh man. it's amazing. It's, um, it's eight episodes. You've seen it. Uh, uh, my finished and I finished it in a day. <laughs> yes, my husband and I um, would watch like two episodes after work, um, hmm. and we've 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 gone through the whole eight episode series twice because yeah, we just. So good. And it just and it rewards multiple viewings because it's just it's just so good. It's like literally the antidepressant show. Yeah. It just made me feel amazing and great and cast and too. Great cast, like the cast of just Ugh, like amazing. Not like new star. Like I mean, they're all so
0: yeah. They all are accomplished. But like, yeah,
1: it's it's just like wow. These are four people who really have needed their due for a while, and this is, Definitely. like, super great. Like, who knew Sarah Brellis would, like, lead my favorite comedy I of the know. Year? Like, I
0: I was, like, um... I, I mean, I was hesitant. I was like, can she act? And then I was like, oh, she's amazing. Right.
1: She's amazing. <laughs> and then the songs are amazing. Like, so the whole soundtrack is on Spotify, which I'm so yep. excited about. Um, Although I wish Fledge Mulholland was on uh, Spotify as well. Mm. Um, but that's her other thing. And then Renee Goldsberry, like, it just so many stop, like so many just like it just you feel great watching it so if you have not watched it i know everyone's like in a in a gene smartphone right now and that's nothing against her but i really wish i was seeing far more people watching girls five ever um yeah. you know you know um you. silly comedies yeah, yeah. To um so that, and then, um, I'm a Disney gay, so I, um, I have a, I have a Disney parks podcast I listen to. It's sort of, um, and it really, really just like makes me smile every time, which is weird because, um, it's just three straight guys. And oh. I, I know, but like <laughs> they, I was like, it's so funny. Cause I was like, I was like, no, this is like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. But they're on the, I, I found the show because, um. They're on Forever Dog, the same mm-hmm. network as um, Race Chaser, which with Alaska and um, Willem. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to that and then I asked for, it's called Podcast The Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yes, and they're all like guys in their mid 30s um, who kind of live in LA and they're all like Upright Citizens Brigade, like, you know, comedy club guys, but like mm-hmm. the best, like, most non toxic straight guys ever. Like, they are so, like, so cool, you know very gay woke um and but just like like they just love theme parks it's like really great like they'll cover disney stuff they cover universal they cover like like really like knots they'll cover like really weird um like themed areas like the beach in santa cruz Mm -hmm. which was like an old amusement park which um was in the beginning of lost boys and was in the movie us Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah and they just put an episode out of our and i just it, there's it looks like i could listen to their stuff like all day because i just i, I love to check that out i love the part so much and yeah. i really miss it and they just they've been especially covering it as everything's been kind of coming back mm-hmm. um back online um but they're just like super 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 great um They'll have, they'll have, like, you know, like, their guests are usually, like, um, women or queer guys, so, like, they do balance, okay. out, the they balance out the energy, but it's oh, usually good. just the three of them, <laughs> yeah. yes. They have on Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas, mm-hmm. um, love. Uh, who's, like, big, universal, like, rides guy, mm-hmm. so, like, he and he comes in with this, like, very strong, he did, like, he came on for two episodes, one was, like, the mummy ride, one was, like, the old Twister mm-hmm. ride, and you really got to tap into that gay love for Twister, which yeah. I, and I, which I have, So um, yeah, podcast the ride, check it out as well. Sometimes straight guys do it well. you know, Yeah, it's exactly. I'm it's okay. Like out. They also can be funny. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll let them have something. <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. But um, no. <laughs> no, no judgment against them. But
0: No, um, not at all. Um, oh, almost of them. Uh, <laughs> so before we wrap up, I do want to give you a chance to plug your social medias and then talk about any projects that you might have going on. Um, and then I'll link it down below because... Right. we're lazy and we like links so <laughs> no i love it le- no please you gotta like you gotta handle, yes. like, listen,
1: I, like, people really like and, and i say people me yeah. um i, I <laughs> only have enough bandwidth to like search for maybe 30 seconds yeah exactly and that's yeah, if yeah. i re- and that's if my ass really wants to yes this. um so okay so you can find me on twitter at the adam sass and then you can find me on instagram at it's adam sass um if you want to know more about Surrender your sons my next book My boyfriends and micah summers uh you can go to my website adamsassbooks.com we got buy links we got info blurbs um all good stuff um lots more coming uh in 2022 and 2023
0: exciting and like i said i'll link that down below for all of us that are like where's the link (laughs) uh yeah. yeah But it's been a pleasure. I do want to thank you again for coming on and chatting. Um, so we're excited to finish the book. Um, I've been reading like 27 books at once because I'm just that person. <laughs> but once I finish it, I've, I'm that person that will slide into some of these DMs after I read their book and be like, here's my thoughts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is it too late to go back to the printing press? Yeah. yeah let me some go. feedback. No,
0: it's, always, <laughs> it's always good. It's always good. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 an ugly crier too, and I, I cry
1: really easily. Again, Pisces. Oh my gosh. So if anything well, like that happens, I'm like,
0: that's just so beautiful the way that you wrote that to
1: make me cry. Oh my god! Um, well, the last third of the book is definitely like a tear or So great. Um, so I'll make sure um, I have enjoy. a glass of wine and.
0: Oh yeah. Napkins. Or no, that was the that was <laughs> the
1: thing when um like when the book was coming out like frequently, like the the most recurring like uh response i got was hey i just finished your book i need to take a really long walk and think about this like it was it wasn't like just crying like the the like, like the last, last trip. like yeah it definitely like sends people to a new dimension and okay. like, they're like oh shit
0: I'm here where to... you're like
1: oh man I, I gotta process yeah i gotta yeah. take a walk yeah
0: okay i can <laughs> totally get down to that i'll, I'll make sure that i Good. Uh, it's on the weekend where i don't have to go back to work because i'll be like i, I need a <laughs> <Perfect>. personal day <laughs> No, definitely, but again, thank you so much. Again, happy mm-hmm. Pride. um Happy Pride. Yeah, I'm so. Hopefully, we're only eight days in, so hopefully we get to do some stuff <laughs> safely, though.
1: Um, I hope so. Yeah. I I hope so, but I don't know. I, maybe I'm. I don't know. I'm also. I got my Pride. I got my Pride body next year. No, there, my I have a Pride body right now. I am going yeah. right now. This is enough of this. Yeah. I just have this tank top that I really want to. It's you my wear. Like, Yeah, I it. know. I'm I like, oh like, there's God. just
0: so many cute outfits I want to show off. <laughs>
1: like... Well, it's just that one tank that I was like, I got it right before the pandemic. And then I was like, oh, no, I never got to wear it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah so but... Now's the time. Even if you have to go. Yeah, to I hope everyone backyard. feels really bad for me right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I'm like, guys, I need to take like five more minutes to talk about it. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> They're like millions of people died, but I know.
0: No, I know. I know. Uh, But again, thank you so much. um, And until next time, have a fantastic day. (laughs) What a really nice fella, you know, just enjoyed that thoroughly. Now let me find a good quote. If you're in the right spirit, any and every room can be a place of meditation. That is very true. You know, you just gotta, you know, get yourself together and be in the right, you know, vibe, right situation, right headspace, and then, boom, meditate. Think about that as you ponder during this week's Meditation Minute. Well, that's all I have for you this week for Sunshines Even the podcast. Wasn't it beautiful? Like those vocals, those moments of like, gosh, you're killing it, Steven. You really are. Um, anywho, thanks to New Adam for stopping by and talking about his book, Surrender Your Sons. Go check it out. And like he mentioned, you know, his next book is is a complete, you know, 180. Like, it's it's gonna be a happy year subject matter for sure it sounds like um but to keep updated with all of that be sure to go follow him on um social medias or check out his website all will be linked down below um go get the book uh duh do that Avi. that's like a obvious right anywho next week uh we have a science fiction double feature Again, vocals just all out there So, uh, yes, I have a double feature Coming out stories um, With two good friends That I actually have met in person Which is nice um, One has been on that, the podcast Like 27 times So, get ready um, But I'm, yeah, two for the price of one Releasing two episodes next Wednesday To end the month of Pride I know, it's sad It's almost over But hey, like I said, 365 Show your pride Hopefully everybody's staying safe. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sir Please, if you like this, share it with your friends. Leave me a review. You know, just be nice and kind. That'd be great. That's what we need right now. <laughs> Anywho, stay safe out there. And until next time, have a fantastic day. I don't know why it's on that.